You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, it's your turn to hit it. Yee-haw! Hey, welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we're coming to you live and clear from beautiful Liberty Village here in the Big Smoke. Uh, they used to call it always the Big Smoke. I don't know why. I don't know, because as you cross Highway 7, you get this sort of haze. <laughs> we'll have to call Mike Farley and ask him. The Big Smoke. Today we've got a special guest. We have uh, Ray Chan with us from the CAA, which stands for... Canadian Automobile Association. I love it. I think his mic is off. Now it's on. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Let's try it again. It's from the CAA. The and... Canadian Automobile Association. <laughs> Good morning, Ray. Ray's going to talk about the worst roads in Canada, the worst towing in Canada, and international driver's license, stuff that I almost forgot about. I I got a license once like that in Germany. Yeah? Yeah. You have license? Yes, officer. Very good. That's okay. Love it. Okay. $5, please. All righty. Uh, we're going to be talking also with Terry Lobson. Terry's with the uh, Classic Car Auction, otherwise known as Classic Car Productions. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's Classic. Well, they don't produce cars. No, but I forgot. They make an auction, though. CPPauctions.ca, by the way, if you're looking. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the amazing cars they got this year. GT40. They got a, a GT40 there, which has got to be worth two fifty, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000, and I hope they get it. Well, you should so, put it that's where you should put your crossfire. It's a classic. Yeah, but it's not an auction value. Why not? It's not good enough. Well, you know what they, they you know, if you watch those car shows now, they like the rat rods. You know, that's they, mine's more rat rod than it is. They, they want the rashes to show. They want the rust to mine's show. Mine's more rat than it is classic. <laughs> we'll go from there. And speaking of rats, Stephen is here. He's working the camera. Uh, go to Facebook slash forward Dave's Corner Garage. Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage, and you can pick us up on behind the mic. And that's it. Take a break. And we'll come back with Ray Chan from the CAA, and we'll talk about the worst roads in Canada. And you're not going to believe it, but Dufferin Street is one of the worst roads in Canada forever. Well, you told me your driveway was really bad. It is pretty serious. You think you get the city to come over and patch it? Uh, I doubt it. They usually just dig it up and they put more crap in it. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. And in studios this hour, we have Ray Chan from CAA, along with Alan Gelman, who's wearing a brand new shirt because we're on Facebook.com. It's clean. I, I put a new shirt on. <laughs> and uh, I shave, too. Dave, who didn't shave, is looking bewildered. Over to you. Because <laughs> I'm hearing voices out of the... <laughs> Steve's actually in another studio, and he's talking back towards our Steve's studio. in the closet. I is am. that where it is? I'm in the closet, apparently, <laughs> with the rest of the rats. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, before you get into it, yes. uh, we're on Facebook Live. So if you go to uh, Facebook dot com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage. Yes. You can, because some people are shy, like Dave and Al, uh, you can just write in what your questions may be for potholes in the city and everything else to do with CAA. Dave, with his gray shirt on, all yours. Okay. Uh, Ray is with us from the CAA, and you have annually go for the world's worst roads. I think it was 10 years already? 
It's 16 years, actually, Dave. Yes, yes. You, Time fl- you must have hit a pothole you after head. <laughs> 16 years of, of doing the world's 16 years of doing the worst roads here in the province of Ontario, and uh, we still seem to be having the same problems that we did uh, during year one. I think, you know what, you're in a growth industry. <laughs> maybe, maybe we are. Yeah, this winter absolutely. anyways, eh? Unbelievable. I mean, some of these potholes are so big. I mean, I, saw, I keep saying I saw a guy back a boat up. And just <laughs> yeah, I saw one last week. It was marked deep end and shallow end, actually. <laughs> so what is the world's worst road right now? The worst road, actually, uh, two years running now, is actually Burlington Street East, which is located in Hamilton. The good people of Ontario have uh, nominated that as their worst road, and for good reason, because it's... Chock full of potholes and crumbling pavement. Do you actually get a reaction from the local government uh, about, you know, taking this list and actually going there and fixing it? Well, we do and we don't. Uh, So first of all, you you know, we run this campaign each and every year. It's not meant to shame local governments. It's really meant to give a voice to the local public because we've heard time and time again from people, I don't have the time or I don't understand where I need to direct this complaint to, which is why we run this campaign each and every year. It's an advocacy campaign. Um, It's a grassroots campaign. And we want people to let us know what some of their challenges, what some of their pain points are with their daily commute. So it's really to help inform the well, the municipality as as you know, as far as where that particular pothole is. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, who who knows best about where uh, the pain points are in their daily commute than the people that actually use the roads themselves? And when I mean road users, I literally mean every single road user. So whether or not you're a motorist, you're a cyclist or a pedestrian or even a transit rider, we want to get your feedback and understand uh, what some of the challenges are on your daily commute. Now, there's always an issue of, of damage. Like, no, if you want to go ahead and, and go after the city, can you? You can. Um, here here in the city of Toronto and various municipalities, there is um, often a claims process. So um, here in the city, you'd contact some someone like a 311 yeah. uh, to lodge that particular complaint. We always advise people to document it quite well. So uh, take take good pictures, um, indicate exactly uh, where it was that this pothole uh, or, or, or this uh, crumbling pavement occurred. Um, see if you have any witness information. What was the weather like that day? Just as much detail as possible in order to file a claim. Contact the city, let them know about uh, these particular problems because if they don't know about it, it's not going to get fixed. Will they actually pay? Or do they just, it's all red tape. You Are there pay. unicorns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading in the paper actually earlier a uh, couple months ago about the, play, uh, the payment rate within the city. I think it's about uh, 60% or so. So it's fairly high. Yeah. Um, those numbers, I can tell you, having come from the city uh, a number of years ago and working there, it was actually quite low. We were probably looking at about 10% uh, rate of actual payout. So it's getting higher. And I think uh, municipal governments are recognizing that they need to invest in infrastructure spending. If they don't want those claims to come in, they need to make sure they have the dollars ready and available um, to allocate annually towards road improvements. Do do municipalities self-insure? I'm not sure about that. I think they do. That's They're a good question. to self-insure. Yeah. For example, like TTC. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they cover it themselves. Right. And the question also is if you make a claim with your own insurance, it's actually a collision. It is. And the problem with doing that is, do you really want to submit a claim for uh, for, for, for something that's maybe only going to cost you about $200? If you're going to be paying a $500 deductible on that, you lose. you're ending up losing money in the end, and it's not worthwhile for yeah, you. Yeah, but if you've got a high-end sports car, it could be wait, 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 wait. It doesn't have to be a high-end sports car anymore. I, we had a lady in a brand-new Honda Accord. And, of course, she didn't know that the car comes with fans. I mean, she liked the wheels. Yeah. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, the, the, um, the, the thin ones. The, the 20, <laughs> yes. You, you got a 20-inch mag wheel that has a, a 40 or 50 series tire on it that will absorb nothing. 
(laughs) okay? You feel the shadows when you cross them in that car. So when you hit any type of, you know, pothole at all or curb, you ruin the wheel, you ruin the tire. Uh, That's $1,000. That's provided that that just took the impact. Um, I've seen them go up to three or $4,000, depending on the angle of that attack. It's worth making the claim. Well, if you have a big one, yes, but as you say, Ray. Well, there's other things too, right? I mean, it could affect your alignment. You could scrape the undercarriage of your vehicle. Correct. Um, you know, your, your blown out shocks, uh, dented rims are a very common thing, right? I mean, all of these costs certainly add up in the end, so it could be quite costly to the pocketbooks of motorists out there. I like my low-profile tires until I went through the first winter. And it was like, whoop. Yeah, big mistake. So, Ray, how does, if you're living in, in some area of uh, the greater Toronto area or outside of the GTA, how do you report a pothole that's near you? Well, we actually have something here in the province of Ontario where municipalities have to mm-hmm. abide by, which is called minimum maintenance standards. And what do I mean by that? Um, municipalities, once they know or they're aware about potholes in their community, they have anywhere between four to 30 days, I believe, in order to get that pothole filled. Wow! But they can only do so if they're actually aware of the pothole. So um, if if they're not aware of the pothole, they can't be, you know, expected to be uh, liable for that or go out there and, and actually fill it. So, which is why this campaign is really important. We want people to tell us what the challenges are. If municipal governments or the provincial government along our highways don't know where these deficiencies are, they simply can't get to all of them. So, which is why it's very important that people tell us where these deficiencies are. You know, even the fact that you're making us more aware, most people will just sort of drive around it and forget about it. But, but you're making us more aware that there is another way of handling it. So we actually did a survey um, in late March, CA did. Um, we found that 71% of people, um, road users um, who, who were identified, actually said that they know of some sort of deficiency with their daily commute, whether it be potholes or crumbling pavement or yes. you know missing, uh, missing sidewalks in particular areas. There, there, there is an inherent um, lack of, um, of, of funding available and um, funding available to fix these particular roads. So 67% of people actually said that they've done nothing about it. They know about it, but they've done nothing about it. Yeah, which, just drive around it and forget about it. Which is why this campaign is extremely important. Well, getting, driving around, it's an easy answer, but most of the time you whack it and then you go, well, you go, oh, F. And, uh, you know. My wife is driving me back and forth. She knows every pothole on the hill. Oh, my, <laughs> my wife, my wife gave me heck because I should have remembered that, the that there's a pothole in that same spot. I said, well, if you remember, why don't you tell me to move? We'll return to more of the marital bliss about pothole. Uh, Ray, what's the website once again so people can follow it while they're listening to the show? It's caaworseroads.com, and we're live as of March the 26th. Excellent. Okay, he's with us for the entire hour, so we welcome your calls. we got some people calling in soon, yep. and we'll get to those pretty soon. This is Dave's Corner Garage on facebook.com forward slash live, and that's where we want to have you write in with any questions you may have. All right? You know what I mean? You guys got your lawyers ready for your wives? Call a tow truck. Back it in right now. I'm getting to the back seat again. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're talking about CAA and all the pothole problems going on. And uh, there's a bunch going on today. And we got a caller who's got a query or a point to be made specifically should talk to your wife or about, <laughs> about potholes no he's not a marital counselor okay. we got pat in toronto pat what's going on 
yes, I had an experience last year. Uh, took out both uh, rims and tires on uh, my car mm-hmm. uh, in February and reported immediately to 311. And that was a bit of an experience uh, that I could get into. Uh, $1,600 damage. Um, I finally got paid in full the end of August. You actually did get paid, though. I mean, that, that's the good story because very rarely yeah, it, do they actually pay. It, it may help that I was at that time a municipal councillor at another municipality. <laughs> uh, seriously, when I mentioned that, it was like I was on a different level. Okay. Because you're one of the boys. <laughs> so the scary part, and as I say, when I'm walking my dog or driving, especially when I'm walking the dog, I make a note of them. And there was one just down at the end of our street. It took two weeks to get fixed. But the other day I drove uh, along the same road, not an area where I normally drive. There must have been 10 in the next block. But because somebody hasn't reported them, there's nothing that's been done. Well, that was the point that Ray was making, that, you know, people hit the pothole and they swear to themselves, but they don't do the next step, which is to pick up the phone. No, don't blame them. I don't understand. There's a couple of things. Okay. Why the city doesn't get somebody just to drive yeah. those roads. Right. Secondly, they I got all sorts of pushback as to why can't you mark these spots? Oh, I got stories about, well, the paint wouldn't stick, whatever. So what happens is... If it takes two weeks, how many other people have hit the same hole and done more damage? So it's probably costing us two, three times as much because the city doesn't have an organized program. Ray, if I could ask, when you did your, when you asked for compensation, how did you do it? You had to take pictures, and was there forms? Oh yeah, and, and you have to understand, I'm a CPA, so I had thought of everything. I had thought of the wear and tear, etc. I had yes. all the invoices. I didn't have one bit of pushback. It only, well, other than it took six months. Wow. And I would suggest that in addition to the $1,600 that I got back, I'll make you a bet there was at least $1,600 of uh, administrative time paid by the city, by the outside organization, etc. All mean, right, so Pat, so what, what do you think is the solution here? Well, first of all, the, the, the one solution is have people patrol these streets. It yep. doesn't take that long to drive down the street. Well, right. the police is out there anyways. The police is doing patrols all day. Oh, well, like they have better stuff to do than yeah, bottles. And, and I, look, and I agree with you. Uh, the other thought I've had, and I've suggested it to my counselor, Matt, uh, Matlow, mm-hmm. I said, why shouldn't there be a contest as to how many potholes you, you, you know, you, uh, uh, identify and be some sort of contest. <laughs> well, and filled, of course. Well, this, of this course is so, only, but, if I could just but, jump in, this is only an hour show. Okay, you've heard my story. <laughs> it only took six months to get repaid. That's not bad. Repaid in full. Pat, and, and you were lucky only because you knew somebody. No, I didn't know anybody. I just mentioned the, the, yeah. the, the magic word. Yeah, All right, Pat, thanks for calling in with that. I just Great. mentioned I have an AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe everyone needs to call in and mention that they're a municipal councillor somewhere and get... Uh, yeah, that's a yeah, good idea. Fascinating. Get yeah, those we, claims uh, processed right away. But, I mean, the city trucks are all over the place. I see them driving all the time. So I, I can make a comment on that, actually. Go ahead. So, so city trucks actually do drive around on a regular basis, and they are looking for puddles. And I think the challenge is, is that... In, 
within the city of Toronto, we have about 7,000 kilometers worth of roadway. That's a lot of roadway for a municipality. And given the um, size and the budget and the manpower that's out there, city crews simply can't be everywhere and attend to every single pothole within the city. Wow. So, which is why it's important through campaigns like the CA Worst Roads campaign and, uh, you, you know, contacting your local councillors and uh, the mayor and municipal officials and, and, and 311 as well. It's important that they know about these particular potholes so that they can be filled in a timely manner. And that's what the maintenance standards... So the bottom in, line is, you're saying if you see a pothole, call 311 right away? Absolutely. Otherwise, it, it's going to take longer to get filled. And as that last caller said, um, more people are going to go through that area. They're going to potentially damage their vehicle and it's just going to be bad for everybody. So and the sooner and, we get to it, the better. And if you want to report it to the Worst Roads campaign, how do they do that? So again, that website, it's going to be live as of March 26th. We're going to be launching this year and the campaign runs until April the 26th. And, uh, you know, the public is is uh, is encouraged to go to caaworsroads.com and nominate their worst road. And it's an important thing is it's raising awareness. And it takes a while. I mean, we're all sort of uh, prognosticators and we just don't want to get to it. But uh, these guys are out there early in the morning and they're hammering down and all this stuff. What are you laughing about, Gelman? I didn't know what a prognosticator well, was. Well, I just made it up. It sounded good. <laughs> early in the morning. Procrastinator. Oh, that's what. Okay. All right. We can play hummingbird soon. <laughs> Okay. All right, we're going to take a you quick You know, break. now they know how many holes it takes to fill the Albert Hall. Uh, when we come back, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take some of your calls where the lines are filling up. If you've got a car question, now's the time to call in. Or if you've got a pothole question, we'll talk about that too. So it's Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and I figured out the words, so it is procrastinate, so Al can What's it mean for the rest of the hour? I thought that was a hybrid word. Oh, go away. Back to Dave and Al and Ray Chan in from CAA. Well, we're talking about potholes, and the phones are ringing off the the wall. Seriously. How many many can there be? At least five. (laughs) Well, we got Jennifer in Scarborough who's got a solution. Jennifer? Hi. Hi, Hi, Jenny. Um, I have a solution to who should report the potholes. Who should report them? Who? We we all should. Yes. Because they must create or go over tons of them. You know, you're absolutely right. Especially the buses. Yeah, and they should also report when the streetlights are out. They're too busy trying to see who paid to get on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Or or being safe. Or snuck on the bus. Yeah. There you go. You know, I'm always amazed. And and there's nothing bad, but but, but women drivers on buses, small small women are driving these giant buses. And I'm Mm -hmm. going, how does she handle that thing? Careful. Very well. <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> Why not? It's actually what, amazing to What me. about short male drivers? I always just thought that, you know, a, a bus driver was had to be masculine and manly, and it's um, it's just amazing to me. But that's okay. I'm old. Jennifer, <laughs> thanks for calling in with that suggestion. You're welcome. That won't go very far at home. All righty. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Robert from Scarborough, and he's got a criticism for potholes. Robert. I'm allowed to do that? Why not? So, okay. Uh, I live, I uh, phoned the uh, pothole patrol there about three weeks ago, I have an intersection of a street just down the street from me. There's three big potholes. One was about two feet across, wow. about six inches deep. The guys came up in a truck. It was heated by propane, this uh, asphalt. 
Another truck pulled up with two guys with white hats. They stood and watched. These two guys get out, scooped it in, put it down, packed it with a shovel, drove off. Three weeks later, it's all out of the hole again because years ago they used to have these stampers, and they heated them, and they would pound it down. But mm-hmm. now it's just sitting there rough, and the cars go over it and throw it all out again. So I think they need a better method. Well, you know, I think that and also the volume of traffic that we have nowadays, uh, it's just unbelievable how much traffic is, is passing by. <laughs> you know, like, it used to be so much quieter and easier, and nowadays, bang, 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 bang. It's like a hundred cars, thousand cars. Well, whatever. time's money, and you know, I guess the problem is they have so many potholes they have to try to attend to. They don't have, they have the time. To, they have to come back in about a month and do it again. So, when is it? Know. When do they say I can't fix the pothole? I got to repave the street. I mean, I've seen streets that are completely falling apart. Yeah, well. You know, municipal governments have to plan for the future, and and we've been saying this throughout the campaign, that they've got to plan in advance and and figure out how much money to allocate and to where. So I'm not just talking about annual budget cycles. I'm talking about 5, 10, 15 years from now. What's the plan to actually improve these roads? And I've said it time and time again that it's not um, the quality of the asphalt or the cement that goes into um, the actual hole itself, but how that hole is actually filled. So this caller is actually raising a very good point about uh, the whole stamping process and about getting some of that liquid and moisture out of there because if you don't simply get all that water out there, once we go through this freeze cycle again, it's going to expand and you're going to end up causing a bigger hole than uh, than what was originally there. And you're going back constantly to repair it again and it's costing more time, more money, more resources to do it. So yeah. if you're going to do it, do it right the first time. That's yeah. a good point too because if you get a, it gets cold and all of a sudden you get a thaw like now, but it gets cold again, you're going to get grief from everybody saying, well, yeah. why aren't you doing it right now when you're actually, it's more economically feasible to uh, to wait. Well, not just wait, but at a certain point in time, you have to rebuild the road to, to the traffic standard. I mean, some of these roads are for, like Bathurst Street is designed for heavy traffic, but the side streets aren't. Mm-hmm. So when you get heavy traffic going in side streets, it just yeah. falls apart. Yep. The and problem with these bigger roads, too, is that they're so um, great in length. I mean, we, we've had streets like Dufferin, Bathurst, as you had mentioned, Steeles, and uh, Bayview Avenue. These are all long stretches of road. Governments simply don't have all the money to repave an entire stretch of road, nor is there enough time in, in, in uh, construction season to actually repave right. the whole thing. So they're starting to do it in segments, which is great. There's, uh, th- there's some progress that's there. Um, so Bayview Avenue previously was on the list uh, for a number of years and it partially had gotten repaid, but now we're seeing it reappear again. And that's because people are starting to vote for the sections that simply haven't been repaved yet. So municipal governments have money, but they don't have all the money to do it all at once. So you've obviously hit a sore spot. Okay, let's just change gears for a second, and we're going to talk to Larry, who's been on the line for a while. Larry has a 89 Cadillac with an ignition problem. Larry, good morning. Yes, good morning, Dave. Sorry to keep the, you waiting. Uh, that's okay. I agree with the last caller. Uh, you got to put something better into yeah. the potholes. Anyway, I have an 89 Cadillac. I had the anti-theft thing come on, and I couldn't start the car. Now, this has been going on. I spent $1,000. They took the steering wheel off. It's a tilt. It's an extension. There's a rod that runs down to the bottom, and it turns another switch and another switch, and uh, they can't get parts. It's, it's a nightmare. Now the guy says, he, why don't I just put on a push-button start on the oh, thing? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know uh, anything about these? Uh, um, well, first off, the car uses what's called an internal bus. It uses one line, a data line that goes down the center of the car, and yeah. all these computers feed into that one data line, and that goes to the main ECU. Yeah, so, he showed me the rod where it was wearing down that, that goes to the bottom, and it clipped 
on to something else and then... Uh, no, it's for second. Well, right. There's, there's nothing wrong with adding this extra button. If no. It's gonna, if the parts aren't available or it's too much cost, you know, the cost is too high, just have them put that extra button on. You oh, know, okay. all you have to do is activate the starter. That's all you want it to do. So I, I would let them do it. Okay, then. Okay, because I spent $2,000 wow. in the last three years on the thing, you know. Is it in de- is decent condition? Oh, no, it's, it's A1, A1. I put it away for the winter. It's only got 40,000 miles on it. So. Oh, it's a baby. Get out of here. It's just a baby. Look out. He's yeah. going to make you an offer. Look out. <laughs> Dave, Dave's going to buy your car, Larry. Actually, they make it's you an offer you can't understand. It's the Eldorado, <laughs> and it's uh, two-door black. Uh, Very nice. Have original paint, everything, but... You know, when you took, you had to get special uh, tools to take off the steering wheel and, mm-hmm. this yep. and that. Took the whole steering wheel right out, the yep. whole yep. thing, yep. And, and showed me. That and car's it. a chick magnet. All right. You we just got... can't get their walkers <laughs> in the trunk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call. All righty. This is Dave's Car in the Garage, of course. I wondered if the guy remembered where everything went back together again. It doesn't matter. He's putting the switch in. <laughs> and that doesn't start anyways. <laughs> this is Dave's uh... Car in the Garage. You got a car care question? Give us a call. Right now. And don't forget that we are broadcasting the show live on Facebook. So you can go to Facebook.com forward slash Dave's Corner Garage and write in some questions you may have for the guys. Everybody's shy sometimes. And we're talking about potholes with uh, Ray Chan from CAA. Dave, back to you. Yeah, you know, uh, by the way, we call that behind the mic. Uh, this, this little camera is just playing in the studio so you can see what we look like mm-hmm. and all the bad things we talk about during the breaks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we've got Dino on the phone. Um, he's got a pothole story I think we should hear. Dean. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Awesome. Okay, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. Good. Uh, 2018, uh, January, I was driving down Keel. I'm behind a taxi. The taxi quickly stopped to turn around make a U-turn to pick up a fare. So I, in order to avoid the taxi, I hit a pothole. Mm-hmm. So what happened is I damaged my rim. I, uh, I damaged my uh, run flat tire. So a couple of days later, I found out that uh, we could claim through the city. Right. So, so, so what happened was that I did. And, uh, then I called the three one one. They, uh, uh, they came to inspect uh, the pothole. was a huge one. And uh, within a couple of days, they fixed it. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, because they fixed it within four days, yes, then uh, I do not qualify for the claim. My claim was disqualified. Get right. out of here, yeah. How can that be? Like, I mean, the, the damage happened. Uh, I didn't know I was going to get into a damage within four Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what, Dino? You know, I, I went online myself, and I tried to follow the recommendations, you know, the, the rules of, in terms of what you have to do to qualify to get it paid. And and you have to be a Bay Street lawyer just to figure out, you know, how to, how to do it right? properly. Four days if they fix There's it There's a days? long set of criteria that's out there um, with regards to uh, um, how a claim is filled. But to my understanding, really, if, uh, if, if that particular road has been controlled by some of these road crews that are out there and it's deemed to be safe at the time mm-hmm. um, and it's within a certain period, um, regretfully, some of those claims are, in fact, denied. So I think that's what's happened in this case. Can you take them to small claims court? You probably could, but you need to ask yourself, is it really worth the time and the effort to do so? How much damage was in your car, do you know? Exactly what I want to say. It's not worth it. Well, I have to fix my rim. Yeah. It's, uh, 
Uh, it was about $250 to straighten the rim out. And yeah. then I had to buy a brand new flat, a uh, run flat tire, which was another $200. So 500 bucks. Dino, you got off lucky. You got off very lucky, believe me. Interesting. Yeah. And it was it's not worthwhile to go to small claims court. But if no, I had a... No, 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 it's not worth the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, even though I'm retired and I have time, but still... Uh, it's not worth it going through the whole procedure. No, because parking downtown is $500. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Very really interesting. Okay. Thank, Thank you. A lot. Very good. That's interesting. Yeah, you could if it was really serious damage. Oh, well, I guess you could, go. but you. You know, if I'm going to take a day off work and then I've got to go sit there in the courthouse for like half the day and yeah, well, I've got to go else's. deal with yeah. various people, is is that really worth the effort? I think you need to ask yourself that. Right? Yeah. No, I think any kind of effort that, that, that you have right now has to be focused on reporting the holes. And, of course, calling CAA and, and getting on uh, nominating the road. Uh, uh, the know, worst road. The worst road. Thank you very much. But were you Now, you were saying that, <laughs> you were saying that uh, some municipalities actually have an app for doing this? They do. So I was actually, uh, I came back from Windsor last night, and I was doing some uh, some media out there for Worst Roads. And uh, they actually have an app where you can install it on your phone. If you've come across a pothole, you can take a picture of it. It automatically geotags everything for you, and it gets sent off to the city. And from there... Uh, city road crews are out within, you know, five to seven days to fill that particular pothole. So that's that seems like it's it's pretty efficient to me, and and surprised me that a big municipality, even like Toronto here, doesn't have something that's like that. That's a great idea. Hey, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's like Uber Eats. Deliver your pothole right to your front door. <laughs> you got pothole? We fix pothole. <laughs> Just bring us some tie, and we're all we're good. Actually, we reported a pothole in front of our shop. You know what the city did? They dropped an orange cone in it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Caution, and avoid the potholes. Week, weeks later, you know, the cone's still there, you know? All righty, when we come back after this break, we're going to be talking with Terry Lobson from the Classic Car Auction, and uh, we're going to talk some, some of the beautiful stuff that they've got down there. And he wants yours? Does he want yours? No, he doesn't want mine. I think you want to buy Larry's Cadillac. I think I'm, you were drooling there for a second. 89. 89 Caddy's a nice this car. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. And a push-button start to boot. You can procrastinate about that, too. <laughs> Welcome back. Dave's Corner Garage is where you are. Back to Dave and Al and Ray Chan in from CAA. Uh, Terry Lobson is on the phone from the Classic Car Auction. It's in this April coming up. Um, no, Terry, when is the auction? Hello there. Hey. How you doing? Good. When is the auction on? I forgot. April 12th. That's what I thought. 14th. April 12th, yeah. 13th, 14th. Okay. Yeah, it's coming quick. It does really. Uh, you guys really impressed me because you come up with the fantastic every time. Uh, you know, some of these cars that you bring here, I've never seen it all in the marketplace. And I know. Uh, some of them are you got a GT40 that just blew my mind. I know. That's a real special car. That's, uh, it was the engineering on it is fantastic. And if you think about it, it's a replica or it's a tribute car, but the detailing uh, uh, compared to the original. Uh, you're, of course, you're going to save yourself. I think the last one went for about ten million dollars. So this one imagine? has about two hundred thousand invested. So you could save quite a bit of money. But it's actually a better car and probably can outperform an original one, uh, just because of the technology uh, today and better materials and so on, performance-wise. Um, yeah, it was built by race car replicas in uh, Fraser, Michigan. Oh, you, so this is they, a replica. It's yeah. not the real car. But it's got a yeah. Ford engine, Porsche transmission. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Just yeah, Mississauga engines do the motor on it, uh, the custom engine on it, and it's got uh, um, oh all kinds of uh, options and, and, and 
technology that wasn't available at the time. So Let's talk about the auction. This really is just, yeah. it's a car show and it's an auction. You can walk up and touch the car. You can talk to the yeah. owner. Uh, everything's for sale. Everything is for sale, exactly. Yeah. And you've also got yeah. um, vendors and we've got um, memorabilia. Yeah, there's memorabilia there. There's uh, it, It's kind of a one-stop shop, a kind of the kickoff for the classic car season. And, and you'll see cars. Uh, I think the oldest one is uh, 1918, so right up to some modern uh, sports and luxury cars. So there's about 100 years of history. So it really is a, as much as it is a, an auction, it's also a show as well. So you can get up close and see these cars, and, and there's some really unusual things. How, how inexpensive could someone find a car there? Well, there's cars for, say, under $10,000. Uh, you know, you can get a great classic for, uh, um, you know, that's already done and it's maybe been to shows and awards, all the work's done, you know, between twenty dollars and $30,000. You can get yourself, say, a nice, you know, 60s Mustang. But you say at the um, same time you could find something that needs a little bit of polishing for yep, about ten grand. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so, you know, under ten, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we try to fill up as many uh, spots as we can. So sometimes collectors will say, hey, I got some a uh, few extra cars here mm-hmm. and, can you find a spot? So it's kind of like a big parking garage. So we try to fill up all the spaces, and it creates some interest. So you some really interesting, uh, you know, late model cars in there as well as the classics. Well, so yeah, exactly. So the average Joe could actually afford yeah. to buy something yeah. because oh, you know yeah. you look at a car that they call a trailer queen that, yep. that's hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars. You got to be a pretty yeah. high tax bracket to afford one of those. You have yeah. a place to park it too, and a wife yeah. that understands you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cars. A lot of cars that are originals too. There's some a lot of customized stuff as well. So you know you you're saving the time by someone else has already done all the work uh, for it uh, for you. So it's it's really a good opportunity. It then depends on your budget and and what you want to do with it. When these cars come up for auction, are are they declared? In other words, you know, does did the people have to say, you know? specifically what the car needs or it's not running even well, for that matter yeah, you know we 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 try to be you know uh pass on the information that we get from the customer i mean there's a level of trust there we've been working with a lot of these people that you know buy and sell cars over the years so so what we do we try to put it in we, and we have mechanics and people that know the cars as well so mm-hmm. um so yeah as much transparency as we can there's sometimes you know um uh, you'll get a real detailed, you know, uh, almost a journal. They probably know their cars better than their spouses. But, mm-hmm. uh, they'll have an uh, incredible amount of f- photography if they've restored the car and the steps that they took. And, and that information is real important. Anything paperwork, too, original paperwork can sometimes add up to 20% uh, of the value of the car by having its documented history. You know, what's good, though, is if you wanted to get into the hobby, this is the mm-hmm. time to buy something because we're coming into the warmer weather. Uh, yes. Play with it yeah. during the summer and then take yeah. it back to the auction in the fall uh, yeah. and get out of it if you if you you know want to move to something else. So yeah, th- and there's enough people that are hanging around the cars and that too that know them. That any of the owners are there as yes. well, but you can get all the information and education that you need. Uh, you know, it's always fun to bring someone else with you too that maybe you know if you don't know a lot about cars, but bring somebody that. Uh, got a little more information or knowledge about the particular car you're looking at. So what are the dates again, Terry, for the show? Uh, it's April 12th, 13th, 14th at the International Center. And what's your website in case people want to check out some of the cars? Uh, CCP Auctions. 
Beautiful. Com. CCP, yeah. yeah. And I, I was on the website. There's six pages already there of cars. Oh, it's great stuff. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Dave, didn't you buy yeah. some stuff there to fix up your man cave? Yes, I bought uh, neon yeah. signs and I bought pumps and stuff like that. All kinds of we stuff. We got all that stuff. My Excellent. man cave, because uh, my wife kicked me out of the house during the day. She says you can't stay home. <laughs> all righty, uh, Terry, okay. uh, thank you. So it's the Classic Car Auction, and it's ccpauctions.com. Get on that page. You'll see that car. It's an 18, 1918 Ford, I think, or something like that. Cool. Anyways, got to run. Stuff. Overland. This, Overland. All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back. Which became Pontiac. Back to Dave's Corner Garage. A few more minutes with Ray Chan from CAA and a couple more calls. Dave, over to you. Yeah, let's quickly go to Vince and Scarborough, and I really apologize for keeping you on hold. Vince, good morning. Oh, good morning. How can we help you? Yeah, my brother is not well, and he has a 2012 Toyota Matrix. Okay. With about 26,000 kilometers on it. Oh, we lost him. Well, actually... Well, we do know that he wanted to know what the value of the car was. Are you still there? Yeah, he's gone. We lost him. So he wants to know the value of a 2012 Toyota Matrix. With very little mileage on it. Now, you said there's a website that people can actually look for that. Okay, uh, Vince, if you go to vmrcanada.com, so at vmrcanada.com, your car will be listed there, and it'll give you the idea of, of what its wholesale value is and what its retail value is. Bearing the mind to the mileage being that low, I'm thinking it's about four grand. It would be the, the, the higher end for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking it's probably in the area of 4000 in, in that I bet area. you can get more for that car. Uh, I don't know. Don't it's fight. Tw- Come on, kids. Don't fight. It's a 12, and it's, that's, it's a very desirable car. Yeah, but we're in 2017. <laughs> 2019. Told you we're late. <laughs> All right, so tell him, if he brings it down next Saturday, you'll give him 4000 in the parking lot or what? Not me. Big shot. I got a train in my crossfire. I, I think he was procrastinating there for a second. <laughs> it's, a, it's a seven-year-old car. It's oh, not give bad. it up already. All right. The other thing that people can do as well is go to... Uh, uh, Auto Trader, autotrader.ca. Yes. And you can find cars that are, you know, very similar to your own. Right. And it actually has uh, on that site little buttons that say, are you selling, are you trading? And you press those buttons and you can find what other people are asking. Again, keep in mind that that's an asking price. And sometimes you get people who are just shopping, you know, just uh, hey, kicking tires. Yeah. The rule is it's worth what somebody will give you. Right. Period. <laughs> oh, the other advice, too, is that um, if the car doesn't need much to safety, um, he should get it certified because he's going to get more money for it that yes, way as true. well. Yeah. Just the same way Terry was talking about, you know, uh, you know, if you have an older car and you itemize, you keep pictures, you keep notes, you keep your invoices uh, to prove, to show the work that you've done on the vehicle, you're going to get more money for and it And another as well. piece of advice is you wait two weeks, you don't need an emissions test. Because that stopped, right? That's right. That stops as of April 1st. That's right. So no emissions test required. Right. And that sometimes can uh, write off a nice car because you can't pass an emissions test. So if the check engine light's on, no biggie. Yeah. I wonder how many guys are actually driving out there with check engine lights on. Well, that's why I see That's why I, as a mechanic, certainly preferred to have the emissions program because there is nothing forcing anybody to get their car in because the light's on. Yeah, but bad the gas mileage and things like that. Well, of course it's going to affect their gas mileage, but they think... They, they don't look at it that way. They just think that I'm going to go to a mechanic. It's going to cost me way too much money to get this yep. light put out. Yep. I'll put a piece of tape over the light so I don't have to look Ray, at it. Ray, <laughs> we want to thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's been fun, guys. Good stuff. CAA, you, you do tons of stuff. You do travel. You do uh, insurance. You sell batteries against us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, so we're involved, uh, you know, travel, medical insurance, even home and auto. And we have a thriving retail business with 35 locations across Ontario as well. So if, if anyone's out there looking for 
for some travel stuff or looking to buy insurance, you can stop by one of our so CA what, stores. When you say travel insurance, is like like health insurance if I go out of town? Yeah, travel medical insurance if you're going away on vacation someplace yeah. warm and uh, you need extra coverage, we can certainly provide that for you. And one of the things we were talking about during the, during our introduction here was uh, international driver's license. You actually need one to go to Europe. I didn't know that. You do, yeah. So if you're driving anywhere uh, basically outside of North America, you need to get a international driver's permit, which is an IDP, and uh, it is available at any of the CAA stores across Canada. And CAA is the only uh, Canadian provider that uh, that issues international driving permits. I never knew that. So how much is was something like that worth? Uh, it can't be that much. I, I think don't know. I think it's I thirty-five. About thirty-five bucks. That's it. We did it, and we went to. We landed in Fumicino in Rome. Fumicino. Fumicino. I don't <laughs> Would you like some Fumicino I, in your pizza? <laughs> well, we did try that, but it was a little bit bitter, <laughs> and um, it was like there were people lined up who didn't have it. Yeah. And after a nine hours in a plane, your tush is falling asleep. Yeah. You want to get your car, and they were not happy. So you absolutely go to CAA. Hey, you gonna got the international license? You get no car. <laughs> I'm talking about Rome. That's from Bulgaria, for God's sakes. <laughs> and the website that kicks off the campaign, Ray, is once again? It's caaworseroads.com, and the campaign runs from March the 26th until April the 26th this year. Okay, big thank you to Terry Lobson from the Classic Car Auction. He's going to be on again, and we'll talk about some other great cars that they have. we got to get Ray back. You know, we talked about so many different things that we didn't have time to talk yeah. about today. She actually talked to him about joining us. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, remember to keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. And if you go to Facebook forward slash Dave's Corner Garage, you can actually pick up the show. It'll be there forever. <laughs> and if you get caught in one of those potholes, don't just complain. Pick up the phone. Say goodbye, Steve. <laughs> uh, goodbye there, Bulgaria. <laughs> How's your Fumuccino? <laughs> it's, it's actually a little sore right now. Doctor, I got a Fumuccino. It's really bad. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Again. you. And keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.